Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Hey there, thanks for joining me on this edition of Build Your Tribe. You are in for a treat, my friends. Today, you will be hearing from my partner. He is my partner in parenting, my partner in life, and my partner in business. You get to hear from the other half of Team Johnson. Actually, there's a lot of team members who make up Team Johnson. But today, you'll be hearing from my husband, Brett, and we have been in business together for, well, gosh, what, honey, like 15 years or more? Yeah. And we have very unique skills that we both bring to the table. Obviously, each of us have our own strengths. And I've always said that when two people can be married and have a partnership, and if they can also work together and have a partnership, like that is amazing. Because, as I'm sure you've already figured out, you're, it's opposites attract. And where we're often weak in our own skills as it relates to our business Typically, our partner is strong in those areas. You know, when you have two couples who are married or, you know, romantic partnerships, typically one person's very analytical, one person's very um, uh, fly by the seat of their pants, one person's really good at numbers, and one person's really great at communication. One person is, um, let's go for it, and the other person is, let's analyze this and think about it. I think partnerships in business, even when you're not married, if you can partner with someone who has the opposite skills of you and a little bit different personality and way of doing things, those are the most successful partnerships. And it's awesome when you're actually married to somebody who's interested in business. Today, you'll be hearing from my husband, Brett, about meetings, how to have great meetings. But before I turn it over to my homeboy, my main man, I want you to know this. A lot of times especially because you're listening. I know you're, you're the entrepreneur, right? And I believe entrepreneurs are born and created. And a lot of times it takes the person who was born with this. It's like it's been in your DNA. You had your first lemonade stand and, you know, that lit your fire for entrepreneurship. But sometimes people have to be introduced to it. And oftentimes, those of us who are entrepreneurs, we take the wrong thing to get our partners excited about. And we want them to be excited about all the same things that we're excited about. And when they're not, we think, well, they're just, they don't understand my business. They don't get it. They don't support me. When the truth is, it's probably you messed up. You probably try to get them interested in an area that isn't their strength, isn't what's of interest to them that doesn't, it doesn't get their attention or, and they're not passionate about it. So I want you to listen to this episode, but I also want you to think about that. If you've ever felt like your partner doesn't understand your business or doesn't support your, your ideas, your, your entrepreneurship, consider if maybe you've been talking to them about pieces of it that just aren't that interesting to them and pick another avenue. Okay. Without further ado, my husband, my partner, Brett Johnson. Hi, my name is Brett Johnson, and today I'm taking over Build Your Tribe and going to talk to you a little bit about something that Shalene and I, over the years, running companies, being in lots of negotiations, planning lots of events, seminars, or meetings. There's lots of books out there about meetings, how you should conduct them. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you about eight tips 
on how to have a more productive meeting and how to really feel like at the end of the meeting that there was purpose behind the meeting and you just weren't there to fill some time. I'm also going to give you some mistakes that people make in meetings that we've seen over the years, that we've made ourselves. So this is going to be a really fun episode. We're talking about something that probably everybody that's listening has been in a meeting or had to run a meeting. And these are Shalene and I's best practices now at Team Johnson from years and years of experience. So let's get right into this. Tip number one is that there should be a title, a purpose, agenda, a topic for the scheduled meeting. There shouldn't just be a meeting to be a meeting. A lot of times I feel that companies, like they haven't seen all the employees for period of time and they just call a meeting and they walk in there and they're just like hey we're just seeing what everybody's doing don't that's not a meeting a meeting is you know you have something an agenda you have something a topic that you need to get taken care of so let's dive right into this is have a purpose an agenda or a topic for your scheduled meeting we read a book, I, I don't remember how long ago, and, and I'm sorry that I don't have the book, but it's really not important in this story. But Shalene was reading a book and said, you know, we need to have more meetings at Powder Blue. So we, we started having like these daily meetings at Powder Blue Productions. We would go into this big like room that we designated for like our meeting room. And it was typically where we, <clears throat> when we had our clothing line, that we would sort out like you know production and design and cuts and just have all like our samples of clothing but we kind of turned this into our daily meeting room and boy let me tell you we did this for like two or three weeks and we met every day and i think that was probably the most least productive month that we ever had in the history of our company at Powder Blue because there wasn't any purpose, agenda, or topic. We just came in and everybody, it was kind of like we went around the room and people would talk about like what they were doing or what they were having difficulties were and then we would try to like solve that problem and maybe we'd get to two or three people and then we would break and say, okay, we'll do this tomorrow and it was just, it was disturbing. It was, it was not productive and at that point, Shalene and I were like, okay, well, that means, see, that, that means everything that you read isn't always true. You have to test it out. So we came up with this tip. Tip number one is that when you call a meeting, let's have a purpose, agenda, or a topic for calling the meeting. So that was tip number one. Tip number two, have one leader or one organizer of the meeting. Now, that doesn't mean the person is going to dominate the meeting that's a mistake to have one person dominate the entire meeting is a huge mistake because what happens is let's say there's four or five people in the room and one person does all the talking there's no creativity there's no it's very hard to accomplish things when just one person is spewing out their ideas that's not really a meeting you might as well just done an email and send it to everybody that's supposed to be on it right so if you're if you are the leader or the organizer that doesn't mean that you're like the designated like 
person, only person that's going to dominate the meeting and, and hold the agenda. What that means is that your specific area of the business needs attention that day. So let's say, for instance, we are talking about um, one of our upcoming launches, either Marketing Impact Academy or Smart Success. And we have a staff meeting and we're going to talk about the Marketing Impact Academy launch. More likely than not, Kevin, our partner, would probably head up that meeting because he's in charge of kind of the logistics and the outline of how we run our launches. Now, with that said, Kevin is just probably basically laying out the outline and the rest of us are all collaborating and talking about like the different parts of it because everybody has a role to play in our launches and in how we roll out our um, online academies. So that's an example of maybe Kevin is the organizer or the leader, but he's not dominating the entire meeting. We are, we're really focused on you know everybody there talking about one topic, right? The purpose of that meeting, tip number one, is our Marketing Impact Academy upcoming launch, and the leader of that meeting might be Kevin, but everybody in the room has a voice and needs to be heard. That's tip number two. Tip number three, I don't know who came up with this, I don't know who to give credit to, but it was genius. And it is designate one person as a note taker. Now that doesn't mean that note taker is like excused and is not participating in the meeting, it just means that they're in charge of getting all of the highlighted points of the meeting onto a Google Doc, so then, check this out. So then after the meeting, that organizer just finishes it up, rereads it just to make sure everything's clean, right? And then sends it out, emailed to everybody so we all have notes. So we don't all have to like be taking notes on what everybody else is doing. But in that Google Doc, it's well documented on like who's responsible for what. So you might be writing down all the things that you're responsible for in that meeting, but I'm not writing down what, you know, employee one, employee two, employee three are, but I can go back to that Google doc and say, oh, okay, Shaleen's going to take care of that. Kevin's going to take care of that. You know, those are some, obviously those are some of our people and it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's always there. It's something that we go back to. Like for instance, if we have a meeting three or four weeks down the line, like a follow-up meeting, we can go back to that Google Doc and if we need specific dates or anything that might've been said, it's right there, it's clean, it's beautiful. I wanna give credit. So I hope one of our employees in the last three years, they're all the same. Whoever came up with that needs to let me know next week and they'll be employee of the month for sure. Tip number four. Boy, tip number four, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is tip number four. And it's also a mistake. I think people in business, they just have meetings to have meetings. And then they'll have a meeting to talk about the meeting that they had two weeks ago to talk about a meeting that they need to plan for three weeks from now. It's ridiculous. You waste so much flipping time when you don't have a system for your meetings. And you know us, you know us at Team Johnson, we like systems. And this one helps make things run smoothly. Tip number four, 
when you are done with that meeting, you have created a bunch of assignments, homework, work, research, whatever you want to call it, you've assigned a bunch of that stuff to people. You need to make sure that they know exactly when that is due. You just can't throw something out like, hey, we need to change all the art on the website and just leave it dangling out there because guess what's going to happen a month from now? Nobody's going to do it. You have to say, Jacqueline, can you please change all the art on the website by next Friday and give a date. Now that's documented in the Google Doc. She's written it down. Everybody knows who's supposed to be doing that. And you have a specific date that assignment's supposed to be done. It's been assigned to a person. I mean, you can't mess that up. But if you just start throwing things out there on like a to-do list, like you do this and you do that, and people are just people are just going, okay, I'll do that, and they don't write down a time which it's due, then you're gonna come to your next meeting and you're gonna go, okay, I thought I asked you to change all the pictures on the website and somebody's like, well, I wrote it down but I didn't know like when it was supposed to be done and I didn't know if it was a priority. You gotta, you, you, if you want a successful meeting, you have to have a clear focus for the meeting. You have to be clear and focused. You can't just like be throwing stuff out there and, th- and think it's gonna get done. You're just wasting your time. Right, And if you have your whole staff there in a meeting, you're spending money because they're working, you're paying them, and you might as well get the most out of it. And the only way to get anything out of it is when you're done with it, you go back to that organizer, the one that's taken all the Google Docs, and you go down the list, and anything that needs to be done in a priority or it needs to be done by a certain date, you assign that date with that person. Are we crystal clear on that? We don't just let it just randomly sit out there in space and think it's going to get done because it's not going to get done. Tip number five is actually is one of the ones that I have to be really sensitive towards because at Team Johnson, we have a lot of girls that work for us and they get distracted by like lots of shiny objects and squirrels and just anything that's pretty or pink and we need to stay on topic. So Tip number five is you need to have somebody that makes sure that you stay on topic. And we have like keywords like, okay, okay, we are off track or, um, okay, this has gone sideways. We are completely sideways right now or where are all the squirrels going? And I mean, it's it's literally, it's it should be videotaped, but we've had some serious meetings before where all of a sudden the next thing is we're like watching makeup tutorials on YouTube and it's and we're and trust me the meeting wasn't called to watch youtube videos on makeup so tip number 5 is like you call a meeting you stay on topic the other thing that is very annoying is especially to the person who is speaking or has the floor during the meeting is that you really want to make sure all your employees and the people at the table are listening so distractions like looking down at your phone or if you have your laptop open and you know you're sitting there looking at your laptop now that's that the exception is the note taker the note taker could be taking notes on what the what the what the person that's has the floor and is speaking but it's very distracting to people when you know especially if you're in a small environment and you only have five or six people around the table you know that one or two of the people 
you're, you're sitting here talking, giving valuable information. You're, you know, you're in this meeting and you've been asked to like present something or give your opinion. And like two of the people are like looking down at their phones or looking at their laptops. I mean, like, what, what are you looking at? Right. We called this meeting. This is the most important thing that day, you know, during that work day is this meeting at that present time, whatever you have to do afterwards or what you missed doing before isn't important. It's what's going on in that meeting. And that's how you're going to get the most out of that meeting is staying on topic and staying focused during the meeting. Got that? Stay focused during the meeting and listen to the people. Look at them in their eyes. Stop playing with your phone or looking at your laptop. Just enough already. Just stay focused. Tip number six. This one is a little bit, if you want to do it, if you don't want to do it, it's just something that we do. Now, typically our meetings are anywhere from like an hour and a half to three hours, right? And that's a lot, that's a lot of time. I mean, that's a long time. Hour and a half, three hours to sit and do all that kind of stuff is a long time. So what we typically do at Team Johnson is at a minimum, there's going to be waters, coffee, and snacks on the table, cold water, you know, coffee's in the brew. So if they, they know where to go if they want coffee, you know, there, there are some, you know, healthy snacks so if they want to eat. And if it's a lunch meeting, like for instance, if we are going, starting the meeting at 10 and we're going to go to probably one o'clock or two o'clock or 11 to two, is that we cater lunch for everybody. Whoever's in the meeting, I mean, if it's going through lunch and if, if you, if that's an expense that you don't want to take on, then you might want to, in the meeting notes, like when the email goes out and you're going to have that meeting the next day, you could say, Hey, we're going to work through lunch. So please bring your own lunch or bring food because you know, we're just going to work through lunch. So make that announcement. So people aren't like at 10 o'clock, they're walking to the meeting and their last time they ate were seven and it's going to be a three hour meeting. And they're like, they're starving. They're, they're not going to be focused. So plan a little head, right? It's, I mean, we have a, we have, when we have our meetings, there's anywhere between like seven and eight of us, right? It's really simple to have, you know, a couple waters per person, you know, coffee, snacks, bars, nuts, whatever. And then if you're going to go through lunch, it's awesome to have it catered. Obviously there's delivery services. They drop off the lunch. You get a healthy lunch. You break for a half an hour. Everybody gets, you know, their, their food, come back and, and finish up the meeting. It's, it's great. It's a great way to break up the meeting also, but I highly recommend that, you know, you have some snacks, some food, warn the employees, warn the group that it's going to go through lunch. So bring your own lunch or you tell them, Hey, we're catering lunch. Don't even worry about it. We're going to have, you know, sandwiches or chicken or rice or whatever you're going to have. All right. So that's a nice thing to do. It's a nice touch. Tip number seven is sometimes the agenda or purpose of the meeting might just be Gosh, you know what? We haven't got together. We haven't been in the same room together and it's time. Like maybe because we have lulls in our business and I'm sure you do too. Like we'll have, you know, we we call them seasons where we we'll have 60 days where, you know, Shaleen might be doing just a lot of filming here at the house and we don't see everybody that's in the office. And, you know, it just might be a dead period. It might be a month that we've planned that, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna do a lot of work this month we're going to spend some time at our house but the employees are still doing stuff and cranking out um, a lot of content but you know we haven't seen everybody so tip number seven is sometimes we just have a meeting and the purpose and agenda is just to get together and 
bring everybody together and just like have a like a group meeting where everybody kind of talks about what's going on in their field of business, what uh, if anything's changed, if they need help, how our virtual assistants are doing. It could be anything. Now that's just a ran- that's a random go around the room, tell everybody what you're doing, and you know be brief. We but we but we tell people that. We're, we're like, hey, we're just going to have a meeting tomorrow. Um, we're just going to get together. We're going to kind of feel where everybody's at. And, you know, a lot of times we do that. We'll go to one employee and they're like, everything's great. I'm doing this, this, and this, and we're on to the next one. So it's not like a, it's not like a bitch session or anything like that. It's just, it's just we want to get everybody together because we haven't seen them in a while. And that's really good to do. So if you haven't seen your employees in a while, you know, had some touch points with them, it's a good idea just to have a meeting where you're just getting everybody together and going over some stuff. And the final tip, tip number eight, is Shalene and I are big believers in recognition and just, you know, it's it's almost like being a cheerleader. It's like, you, you know, go team. I mean, they're your employees. They're working for you. And for them to feel good about what's going on and also good about what's going on with your business, being very upfront. And Shalene and I are very upfront with all of our employees on like what we're doing, what our direction is, what you can look for. And after meetings, and this is huge, this is tip number eight. After meetings, you know, typically both Shalene and I will do this or maybe just one of us, but we'll send out maybe individual text messages or we'll send out a group text message and just say, oh my gosh, that meeting was so great, powerful. Thanks for rocking it, guys. This this new project that we have is gonna rock. Just, just confirmation that we're excited about what they just did in the meeting. So it's it, all it is is a go team. Tip eight is just go team. We're kicking ass. That was a great meeting. Just, you know, because, you know, meetings can get, you know, long and they're, they can get kind of stale a little bit and you kind of leave there and you're like, okay, was that productive or it wasn't or blah. And then when you go back and look at it, you look at the Google Doc or you just look at the stuff that you did you can get fired up and get them fired up because now they have to go execute because, right, it's one of the tips is you don't leave the meeting without assigning assignments and dates when they're due. So it gives them that opportunity to like, yeah, I'm going to go crush this. I'm going to, you know, it's only going to help. It's only going to help you. Right. And a lot of times, you know, you know, you have a meeting, six or seven people and and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to have the floor and who's going to have an unbelievable idea. But if somebody comes up with an amazing idea or a different way of doing something or a suggestion, just created like a massive value to the meeting, send them a personal text like like, hey, Thank you so much for stepping up and being a leader during that meeting and, and speaking your mind. It's it's going to help us. And that's what you're supposed to do. As, as a leader, as the owner of your company, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what a good leader does. They, they, they reach out, they give other people credit, and they recognize the greatness of their team members. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. Isn't it just like a wife to interrupt your husband? But listen, Before I go much further, I want you to know that Brett has done some of the most popular episodes on The Shalene Show, episodes about dating your partner, parenting, and a whole lot more. So if you're enjoying this episode with my husband, I would invite you to listen to some of those episodes over on The Shalene Show. In fact, just this week, he did 
a podcast that people are just going crazy about in social media, talking about some of the differences in the way a mom versus a dad parents and raising daughters versus sons. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Back to Brett. I want to leave you with just a couple of mistakes, right? We just got off eight awesome tips about how to conduct a great meeting. I'm going to recap those at the end, but I just want to give you a couple of mistakes that people tend to make. Whenever you're having a meeting and let's say for instance, and it requires key people in the room. And what I mean by key people is, I'm going to give you, for example, let's say for instance, back in the day when we owned Powder Bloom, we had a clothing line. Shaleen was the creator of the clothing line. So her creativity, color schemes, patterns, and all that kind of stuff, that was her expertise in the clothing line. I, once the clothing line was designed, I came in and looked at like what we sold last year, what was hot, what can we afford to like, you know, merchandise, how much the budget is, we're shipping this overseas, how much lead time do they need? So all of like the, like the X's and O's of like getting the product to deliver was my job. So if we're having a design meeting at Powder Blue, and Shaleen's not available for that meeting, why are we having the meeting? And vice versa, if we're having a meeting about purchase orders, how much we're gonna order, how we did last year, how much the budget is, how am I not gonna be in that meeting? So if I can't be in that meeting, why are we having it? And I think a lot of times people call a meeting and they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna meet about. And then all of a sudden they look and they're like, okay, Joe's not in the room or Mary's not in the room and they're the ones that make the decisions on this. So make sure, it's a huge mistake people make, make sure that the key people are in the room. Another huge mistake is that you need to create an environment in the meeting that people feel comfortable, confident to express their opinion. If you have one person dominating, if you have one person barking out all the orders, right? If you have just one person in the room, like I said before, have them write a flip an email and send it out if they're the ones that only want to talk. You have to be able to create an environment that it's that it's a meeting, people. We're all talking amongst ourselves and you have to give them confidence and make that room feel comfortable. They're, they have the ability to express their opinion and give examples and ask, why are we doing it this way? Why are we doing this way? Because a lot of times, that's the that's a great question. Why, why are we doing it that way? Because that's the way we've always done it, like two or three years ago, but but this might be a better way, right? So you make sure that you create that environment. And the last one, I've already hit on it, but it's 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 might be the number one tip out of all eight is do not leave that office or room or wherever you're meeting, do not leave that meeting without assigning topics, homework, whatever it is, whatever assignments, whatever, they have to be assigned to a certain person with a date that you want them done or a date where they're gonna check back in with you. We got that? That's the, that's the biggest mistake. I've been in so many meetings where we've done two hours of meetings and there's been 40 million ideas thrown against the wall and not one of them was assigned to anybody or a date. And it's like, wait, wait, we're breaking? Where, where are we going? What are we supposed to do? Nobody knows what to, they're supposed to do. So we're, we're not going to do that, right? 
we're not going to do that. So let me recap these eight real quick for you. Number one, have a purpose, agenda, or a topic for the meeting. Number two, have one leader or organizer. Number three, have one note taker taking a Google Doc. Number four, create and assign action steps and assign dates with those action steps before the meeting adjourns. Number five, stay on topic, people. No squirrels, no makeup tutorials. Don't get caught watching Snapchat, all that kind of stuff. Number six, have some kind of food services for people. Water, coffee, snack. If the meeting's gonna go through lunch, or cater to the lunch, people. Just cater to the lunch. Number seven, if there's been a long lull in your company where you ha- or your business or whatever, you haven't checked in with a lot of people in your company, you haven't seen everybody together, have one of those meetings where you all get together. Hey, you might even want to do something fun. Like we sometimes will throw a workout and we'll all work out and then we'll just go up and we'll meet for an hour afterwards and get everybody's opinion on something and then we're done. So make sure that you're checking in with people, makes feel good, makes people feel good and bonded together. And then tip number eight is make sure you give a little go team email, um, voice memo, text message after the meeting. Give some recognition if somebody really stood out in the meeting and stepped up. And that's it. I guarantee you, you follow these eight steps. You don't do the things, those mistakes, and you're going to have amazing, productive meetings. Now go kick some ass. Well, I know you loved that episode with my husband, and I'm hoping to be able to get him back on Build Your Tribe because, honestly, you hear from me all the time. My face is on the website, but this machine wouldn't run. We wouldn't be the company that we are if it wasn't for the other half. And I think it's important sometimes to hear from the other half, you know, the person who maybe represents something a little closer to your personality and your style. So if you enjoyed this episode, can I ask a favor of you? Can I ask you to rate the podcast on iTunes and specifically mention this episode with Brett? Remember that when you go back into iTunes, I do have two podcasts. So look for the Build Your Tribe podcast and specifically mention this episode with Brett. If you loved it, leave us your feedback there and I'll be hitting refresh on my phone pretty much all day. I love you guys. Thank you so much. It is always my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. So we're done. This episode is a special episode brought to you by marketingimpactacademy.com. It's an online school that we open up registration to just once a year. If you want to build a better online business, if you don't want to be a slave to your laptop or your phone or to feel like you're constantly on social media, if you don't want to waste a ton of money developing websites or, or spending money on SEO experts, I invite you to check out marketingimpactacademy.com. And if we have already closed registration by the time you hear this message, don't worry, we'll put you on our list and you'll be first to be notified when we open up registration next. To learn more and to take advantage of my free teaching videos, go to marketingimpactacademy.com. And of course, I'll include a link in my show notes.